0: Good evening, everyone. Today is March the 29th, 2022. Welcome again back to pursuing word ministries as we pursue the word of the Lord. Last week, we talked about being hot or cold, making a choice to whether choose to be hot or to be cold. So today we're going to deal with the individual that has chosen to serve God. They want to be on fire for God. They want spiritual growth. They want to grow spiritually. And that's what we're going to be dealing with today. We're going to go over a few scriptures. But I'm trying not to hold you no longer than 30 minutes. But this is what we're going to talk about today. So if you would, in fact, let's turn our Bibles over to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 and 27. We're going to read that. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let me pull that up myself. 1 Corinthians 9. And we're going to start reading verses 24 and 27. So while you're turning there, I want you to understand today that in order for us to grow spiritually, you have to exert some type of effort, diligence, and discipline. These three things are absolutely necessary for growth, for spiritual growth, you have to exert some effort, diligence, and discipline in order for this to take place, for the growth to take place. We know that God is the one that is ultimately responsible for our growth, but we can't look at it as just, it'll happen to just, let's, let's bask in his glory. Let's just wait for him to propel us to shoot us on up to holiness or to to shoot us on up to spiritual growth. It don't work like that. We we ourselves have to put in the effort. And while putting in the effort, we have to be diligent. We have to discipline ourselves. So let's read First Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. This is what it says. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? One in such a way, they run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable breath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim, I box in such a way as not beating the air in verse 27, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Now, Paul here emphasizes this principle in both his personal lifestyle and teachings. He often uses the example of a soldier or an athlete to illustrate the amount of discipline and hard work required to be successful. And again, we want to talk about after making the choice to serve God or be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ we want to grow spiritually we want to mature you know when the when the scriptures talk about us being perfect it's talking about maturity in Christ so many years we see many people that have been in the church for 10 plus 15, 25, 30 years, but there's no maturity. There's no spiritual growth. But in order for us to grow and to mature, we have to be willing to put forth an effort. While putting forth an effort, you must be diligent. You, you, You just can't do it today and not tomorrow. You've got to discipline yourself. And what we've just read from... From, from Paul, Paul here, he says, in other words, in a race, he said, all runners run, but it's only one that's going to receive the prize. And we know when, when one enters a race, I know I'm very competitive. If any, any, any of you know me, you know, I am a competitive person, always have been and it seems like I've become worse over the years. I don't like to, to lose. Who who's even starts a race without the intentions of not winning? We 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 want to win the race. But those of us that are serious about competition, we all know that we got to prepare ourselves to win the race. We got to make a plan to win. So... He goes on to say uh, about the challenge. He, he challenges his readers to run this race in such a way to get a prize. You know, to, to get the uh, number one ribbon, to get the gold medal. He's saying, if you're competing, you have to have some type of self-control. This requires one to have strict training, much like the focus of today's Olympic Games. You see them, and they just don't get up there. They don't even make it to the Olympics without being diligent, without planning, without putting forth an effort. It's necessary that we discipline ourselves and our body. Uh, to have spiritual growth just to just to get just to be prosperous to get that understanding I was talking to someone over the phone and they was expressing to me of how after listening uh, to the message or listening to the word of God they put forth an effort they put forth an effort to not just take the preacher or the teacher's word for it, but they did some additional study in the word of the Lord. And this is what will cause you to grow and mature spiritually. So this is what Paul is saying here. He says, everyone who competes in games Exercises self-control in all things, in everything they do. So he gives an, a, a personal life example. Paul says that he disciplines, meaning uh, to conquer his body, to keep it submissive to God's will for his life. Paul is even saying that He said, those that run the race, they do it in the natural to receive a perishable gift or prize. He said, but we that are searching to grow spiritually, we're seeking to get what is imperishable, something that will never die. So he gives his testimony in verse 26 and said, therefore, I run in such a way it's not without aim. You're running with the purpose. You're putting forth that that effort to produce. To produce. I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult. We wake up every day, and and for some of us, it's hard to to just automatically want to desire that spiritual growth within us because we're surrounded. We, we live in the flesh. And we have so many desires that, that our flesh desires. And, and a lot of that, our flesh desires, is, is, is natural. It's natural. So we, we, we don't want to feel bad about some of the desires that our flesh has because it's, it's natural. God created us this way. So, uh, for example, some of some of us may have a uh, sexual desires from time to time. And that's not a bad thing. I want you to understand that it's not bad if you have sexual desires. We were created by God that way. But with that, we have to have some self-control. Hmm? Self-control and and we'll we'll get as long as we pursue the things of God and the wisdom of God, all of these things going to be added unto us to where we it will help us not only in the spiritual but it'll help us in the natural as well. so Paul is saying, therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. Look look at his example. Who gets in a ring to, to fight or to box, but they're swinging with no control, like they're beating the air? Dude, you're going to get knocked out real quick, and you're going to tire yourself out. But he said he comes with a purpose to win. You... I'm sure none of us that are listening today want to lose at life. We don't want to lose at life. God has blessed us to be on this side in the land of the living. So, and it's 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 him that is able to help us to enjoy life. It's 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 a hard thing to be living and not living, enjoying life. We can enjoy life today in the natural as well as the spiritual. But we have to put forth some effort. We can't can't watch God just drop money out of the heavens. You want to be financially stable. I'm just going to wait on God. For this tree to grow money. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this money off of the tree. No. He gives us the wisdom to get wealth. He enabled us to work. Physical work. To make money. He, he has given us gifts. Natural abilities. But we have to put forth an effort. No one, Paul says... He said, I box, make it personal. Can you make it personal today about the race that you're running, about this spiritual journey that you're taking? You have to put forth an effort, you have to be diligent, and you have to discipline yourself. He said, I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified. So what is Paul telling me today? He's telling me as a preacher. It's okay to want other souls saved and to want others to grow in maturity. But when it's all said and done, I can't disqualify myself in the process. By me realizing that it's their choice, I'm able to give the word, but I can't take the 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 responsibility or the weighted the weight on my shoulders for others. But they have to take it for themselves. After the word has been delivered to you from the from the mouth of God using the servant of God, Paul is saying, I don't want to be disqualified. I want to stay in the race. I want to win the race. In order for me to do that, I myself going to have to put forth an effort. I'm going to have to be diligent and I'm going to have to discipline myself in order to finish this race, to win the race, to be successful, not just in in the natural, but also in the spiritual, but also in the spiritual. We can learn a great deal about growing towards spiritual maturity from both from, 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 from from this example, look, look, let's look at, if you don't mind, turn your Bibles over to first Timothy chapter four. Let's shoot there really quick. First Timothy chapter four, and let's look at verse seven and eight. What does it say? Look what, look what it says. First Timothy four, seven and eight. Look what Paul says. He said, but have but have nothing to do with worldly fables fables fit only for old women. And this is 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. But have nothing to do with worldly fables, fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For the purpose of godliness, discipline yourself. For the purpose of godliness, not for the purpose of religion, not for the purpose of man, but discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. He said for bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things. See, see how that is. We, we can discipline our bodies in the natural, get our bodies fit, good and healthy. But he said, that's just a little, little profit. We, we, we can exercise. You know, have you ever been at a church service? And you see a lot of bodily exercise, a lot of shouting and a lot of dancing going on. And there's nothing wrong with praising God. There's nothing wrong with that. But I need for you to understand that that's just bodily exercise. It profits little. But after the shout and after the dance, where are you spiritually? Where is your maturity in Christ? What are you going to do after the music stops? When you have to return home alone or when you have to go back to that job? Huh? What will you do, and how are you standing spiritually? He said, moving forward, he said, But godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promise for the present life, and also for the life to come. So so he's saying, if we look at this Spiritual journey, and if we take it seriously, and we're just not waiting on God to perfect us, but the Bible lets us know that we have to search out our own salvation with fear and trembling. So with that, you're going to put forth an effort. You're going to you're going to make a plan. You're going to have it planned just like in your schedule. We, we have some of us have a, a work. Our work is planned out for us in a a month in advance. I know I do. I have a schedule already set for a month about what my work schedule looks like. So on purpose, I'm going to put forth the effort to put on that schedule my spiritual journey, my spiritual growth, my time with God. Listen, you all know about relationship. How can a relationship grow if we do not put forth an effort to put time on our schedule to see that that relationship grow or produce? This is what I want you to do. Put forth the effort. Get away Throw it away. Every excuse that we say to ourselves, every excuse, like this one, it's too early to go to service. Throw that excuse away. I'm just saying. You want to grow. Some of us have made the excuse, COVID is out there, so I don't want to go into the buildings, okay? What's wrong with you pushing play? Why haven't you got the word of God in your heart? What happened to you opening up the Bible? Come on, throw the excuse away. We do everything else we want to do. Not only do I have a set schedule a month in advance for my job, but I also have a set schedule that I go to the gym. I go to the gym five days a week. Two of those days, I have a trainer. See see how diligent I am? See how I have disciplined my mind in the natural, and I'm getting really good results, okay? What does your spiritual journey look like without a plan, without you putting forth the effort? But we want to say we're going to wait on God to grow. No, he's waiting on you. He's waiting on me. We just might as well be honest. Have you what, what type of effort are you putting forth? It's too early. Okay. Let, let the boss on your job say, and you, you know good and well your schedule to work. Normally, you you may work a nine to five. Let that boss say, Next week, I'm going to need you every day next week to be here at 7. You know what? You're going to be there because you you don't want to miss out on that money because you know you got bills. So you're going to be there. Sometimes they may say, well, it's mandatory overtime. You know what you're going to do? You're going to mandatorily be there. You're going to make your body, put it under subjection, and you're going to be there. Why? Because you don't want to miss that money in your paycheck because you know you got that that water bill, that gas bill, or you like that elected bill, or you got that uh, bill, your rent, that you got to have somewhere to sleep. So what you going to do, you going you gonna to plan, and you going to do the necessary thing. It's going to take in order for you to be there. Why can't we do that for ourselves spiritually? We, we, we got to do it, guys. We got to do it. Drop all the excuses, please. Put forth the effort. Make a plan. Be diligent with that plan. And so your mind can become disciplined to the will of God. So you can get it. One one last scripture. And I'm not going to hold you long. But we, turn your Bible over to Philippians. Turn your Bible over to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Let's read that. Philippians. Philippians chapter 2 is right in between Ephesians and Colossians. Philippians chapter 2 and let's read verses 12 and 13. This is what it says in the New American Standard. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation look look i'm going to pause for a righteous cause and i'm a, i'm going to read that real slow work out your salvation with fear and trembling verse 13 for it is god who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure See how the scripture states clearly how God is working with us, in us. But we have to put forth the effort. This right here is relationship between God's provision for our growth and our active involvement in the process That is clearly stated right here in Philippians 2, 12 and 13. We have an active involvement that we must put forth an effort so that our relationship with our God will grow. He said, work it out. Work out your own salvation with faith. Fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. And the mystery of this principle, it may be uh, uh, hard for you and me to grasp or to hold on, but the implication is clear. You've got to put forth an effort. If we, as believers of Christ, are to grow toward the maturity in Christ, we must demonstrate our passion. Yes, we must demonstrate a passion to grow by the obedience of putting forth the effort, of putting forth the action. We've got to do it. And once you put forth that action, be diligent, be consistent in what you do. So that your mind, your body will become disciplined. And I'm going to leave you with this testimony. It was very hard for me as a girl, as a young girl, as a young teenage girl, to lose my mother at 19 years old. Every Sunday morning, every Wednesday, it would be her voice that we would hear, get ready, let's go to church every Wednesday, every Sunday morning, we will wake up to the smell of that old Joe's bacon, of daddy cooking. We will wake up to that aroma of good cooking. And our hearts, our soul. In our sleep, we would eagerly wait for the voice of Mother in that high-pitched voice she carried. Get up! Come down here and eat! And get ready for church. But one day, In the year of 1995, that first Sunday, I've waited to hear the voice. Never happened. Weeks went by, no church. I didn't, I said, I didn't go to church. I was angry with God. But one day I realized I had to get that relationship for Liz. I had to do it for Liz. Mother wasn't there. I, I didn't have nobody else to live for. I had to do it for Liz. And today I realized. I realized today. I can't make it in this world. Without that relationship with God. Do we need family? Yes. Do we need a support system? Absolutely. But with family. With a support system. You realize that there's still a void. If there is no relationship. With our God. So I passionately tonight encourage you to put forth an effort. Be diligent and discipline your heart, your mind, and your body in order for spiritual growth to occur and to continue in your life. You have to do it. Mother cannot do it. And some of you know you know what it feels like to to continue in this world without mother or father you know what it it hurts it hurts it it, it hurts but he he'll be a mother to you he'll be a father but you you don't know that if you don't have a relationship you don't have a relationship you don't know that so, men and women of God, be in the carriage. Have a blessed night. God bless you.